Hi everyone, it's Sam, NFT Statistics, and this is your Proof Daily NFT Countdown. Coming at you live from Vermont. We were in Maine last week, we're in Vermont this week. Our kids had two weeks off school. We got friends with us in Maine, we got friends with us in Vermont, so we're just kind of going from place to place. Lots of fun. But let's get right into the NFT market. Lots to talk about today. Going to talk about how nouns uh, have really started to trade up ahead of a potential fork. Uh, also, a new Opepin coming live. A bunch of big sales in the art space. Let's get right into it. Starting off with a quick market overview. ETH volumes were low, and I mean very low. Uh, they were below 5,000 ETH for the first time, basically in, in, in over two years. So we're kind of back in that stage where every, every week we're getting a new low kind of dating back to July of 2021, last time volumes were this low. Blur uh, market share seems to be uh, leveling off a little bit, but a little bit lower. I think we've started to see uh, that you're seeing a little bit less farming, a little bit less of people dumping into bids. And that was really what drove a lot of the blur volume lead. Uh, so you're seeing the volume market share kind of move a little bit towards 60, 65% versus 70 to 80%. Still a very dominant position, uh, but a little bit lower than where it used to be. In terms of the large cap index, we had a fair bit of a rebound over the weekend. I saw a bunch of projects up about 10 to 15%. Board Ape Yacht Club, Coda's, Azuki, uh, Moonbirds, all up 10 to 15%. D-Gods you know, had a rally on Friday, which we talked about then, but has stayed pretty strong. In terms of the mid-cap index, not quite as strong, a little bit more weakness there. Uh, Deadfellas, uh, Rumble Kong, both up 30%. Again, when you're at, at 0.1 ETH, they'll go on to 0.13 ETH. You know, that can be a, a 30% move. So it doesn't mean quite as much when the prices are a little bit on the lower side. On the weak side, you had Killabears, which was down about 13%. That project really has started to taper off. It was kind of in this 4 ETH range, and now we're seeing it all the way down to about 0.7 ETH. So that one's been a little bit weak over the past six months. A couple art projects really got a lot of footing. Winds of Yawanawa, which we talked about last week on this show, just incredible trading. I mean, it was at two or, or lower in July at the very beginning of August. We saw it trade all the way up to nine ETH before tapering off a little bit on Sunday. And then these uh, Sam Spratt additions, you know, the 256, uh, not the best chart. I grabbed this one from Blur, uh, but what you can see, it's just a little bit hard to see with that thin line. But what you can see is that the price went from about 3.5 to 4 ETH was kind of where it was trading, you know, right out the gate, traded all the way up closer uh, towards six, seven ETH before trading off a little bit once the initial votes uh, came in on Sunday. Uh, in terms of art projects, you know, only one project over the past 24 hours did more than 10 ETH of volume, and that was Chromie Squiggles. Not uncommon for that to be the case. There was one trade over the weekend for 21 ETH, a really nice aesthetic ribbed trade for 21 ETH. We had a Memories of Chi Lin. Poppy Fields, I believe, is this color palette, tends to trade at a premium, and it did here, trading for 6.9 ETH. Uh, then we had a harvest here for 3.2 ETH, that kind of greenish background gave it a little bit of a premium to floor. And then a Meridian sold into a bid for six ETH. We also had an anti-cyclone, uh, which sold into a bid for about five ETH over the weekend. Next thing to talk about, Opepin Edition 15. I love Jack Butcher because he keeps giving me more stories to talk about, but also just because I love following him. It's just such a, such a fun project to follow. Uh, here's the new art. Uh, model that kind of inspired by Da Vinci, and we'll we'll go into why they say that. The artist is Giles DC, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. And this artist has been very involved with the checks and the status kind of ecosystem and meta that Jack created at the beginning of the year. Here are a couple of the works that this artist has created, so you can really feel you know how this is someone who who has been tied to the Jack Butcher ecosystem for a while. And here is the artist kind of giving a basic overview 
uh, of why they wanted to do this. And, and, and the art, they say, is a tribute to Leonardo da Vinci. And you can read you know, a really well thought out, very intricate thread from the artist that really gives a feel for what they mean by that. But if you look at some of these images that were pulled from Leonardo da Vinci, you can see how they pop up in the art that is being created for edition 15 of Opepin. Here is another one. Uh, so it's all just very cool stuff, very inspired and very thought out. Uh, and the end result looks very, very cool. So awesome to see that. And you can see that the Opepin holders agree. Uh, it is already fully opted in uh, and it will be going live. Third thing to talk about, Nouns Prop 356 passes. And now this, I will be honest, this is something I'm not super familiar with. Uh, but it is an important thing that's happening in the marketplace, in the NFT marketplace. And I do want to talk about it. One of the things that kind of flagged it to me was I look at Noun's auction prices every day. And what you can see here is that over the weekend, we had one of the highest sales that we've had going all the way back to May. You know, that uh, a Noun sold for over 33 ETH. And in a market where most NFTs have been going down, Nouns have defied that. Nouns auction prices have been going higher and higher. And I wanted to understand what was driving this. Now, if you go back a little bit further at Nouns auction prices, you can see that they used to go even as high as 100 ETH or even higher uh, than in the 50s to 100 ETH range for a while. But then they started getting all the way down to the low 20s and they've really rallied since then. So I, I, I did want to get a feel for it. If you look on Blur, the bid right now is at 33 ETH. So really seeing a lot of interest relative to the prices where they used to settle at. This is the noun art for people who don't know, kind of interesting pixel art that pulls together a bunch of different dynamics and obviously has the very famous nouns glasses, which I think have really been an icon for CC0 and for NFTs over the past couple of years. Just a little bit more about them. They're daily nouns auctions. There are currently 826. Okay, so that's all that exists. And then there's a new auction and they say it's basically gonna be every day forever. When an auction ends, the ETH from the noun goes into the DAO and the DAO, basically the DAO's treasury. And then the members of the DAO propose different ways that they should invest the treasury uh, into different things that matter to them, different things they think will be good investments, et cetera, et cetera. And the current treasury is about 35.6 ETH per noun. If you look at it down here, it's almost $50 million, 29,450 ETH total. So there's a lot of ETH in that treasury, a lot of money uh, from, the, from the hundreds of auctions uh, that they have had till now. Now, one of the interesting things, though, is why was it trading at a disc? You know, the, the, the prices have been from 20 to 30 ETH, even though in the treasury is 35.6 ETH per noun, and that used to be higher. So these auctions were going at a very severe, di severe discount to what the actual quote-unquote book value is uh, for every single noun. Now, I think what ended up happening was certain people within the DAO wanted to break off. They wanted to get their ETH back. Uh, you know, they said the book value is so much higher than what the prices are. We want to get that ETH back. Uh, and they didn't want to do a simple situation where any individual can get it because they, th they think that would lead to just too much financial manipulation. Uh, but they did propose a, a, a basically moving the entire DAO to V3, an, an upgraded call, which allows for a fork. And with a fork, the idea is if 20% or more all vote to create a fork, they can create a fork where that becomes a, a separate kind of nouns DAO and they can elect to get their ETH back as long as there is a quorum of about 20%. You can see here, this is the proposal 356 where they propose this, 201 voted for, 54 against. So 80%, you know, largely very much in, in favor of doing this. And they said here, will not cancel. Apparently there was a similar vote just a couple of weeks ago that got last minute canceled. Uh, that got last minute canceled. I believe that that, that is a possibility within the noun. So that was something that bothered a few people. They, they decided to redo it and they did this and clearly it passed and, and promised not to cancel. On the website now, there is a page about the fork 
where they introduce it, talk about, they talk about it as a minority protection mechanism for smaller numbers of people who do want to get out. And I thought that this comment here from Digital Oil explains it quite well. If someone wants to create a fork, if 20% is reached, the fork initiates, the assets of those people get moved to the fork DAO. Uh, and then the fork nouns can withdraw their assets from the new fork DAO. In order for that to happen, though, they have to vote to activate to activate uh, withdrawals. Uh, and the original nouns are left with the treasury uh, from the non-forked side. Now, they say the first fork is going to be next week. So interesting to see. Until then, I think you can expect, you know, given what the amount of ETH in the treasury, if you buy and then you ultimately get this fork to go through, you can get that 35 to 35.6 ETH that's in the treasury per noun. So I think you will continue to see nouns trading at a higher price. It'll be interesting to see after the fork happens uh, well, where the prices ultimately settle. This is a video from Wilson Cusack at Wilson Cusack, where he does an eight minute explainer about this dynamic. He knows it better than me, but I thought that was also a very helpful, uh, a very helpful video. Um, moving on, talking about notable sales, let's talk about some big art sales. Starting off, wanted to give this one the full screen. Uh, this piece by Kath Simard. It was bought by G Funk on commission for 31 ETH. Just a very beautiful piece here. Kath is talking about it thanking G-Funk for believing in her and for having the patience. He commissioned it in May. And the image is a composite of multiple images taken on trips to Canmore and Hananaskis, which I, I believe both are in Banff in Canada, uh, where Kath is based. An endless journey of finding herself through life's hardships and trusting the muse along the way, uh, giving a hat tip there to Alpha Centauri Kid. You know, Kath Samard's sales have largely, her top sales have largely kind of been in that 29 to 30 ETH range. So this deal with G-Funk was at 31, which was one ETH above where a lot of her top sales have been. Obviously, one of the top photographers in the NFT game, a lot of beautiful work. She also had that sale uh, for 100 ETH, which was, uh, I believe, the first NFT that she made completely open to everyone after selling it. And G-Money was the buyer of that. That's an image from Hawaii. Second sale to talk about, a skull of Lucy sells for 90 ETH. Uh, you know, Sam Spratt, the, the week of Sam Spratt continues into this week. Here he is saying that the buyer, Vlad Ginsberg, has over 15 years in traditional art as a dealer, advisor, and builder. So a great person to get to bring into the council. Also highlights that the seller is someone who owned two of them, so they're not losing one of the collectors. I think there's a lot of questions. Was this the highest sale ever going back? And it is always hard to value Skulls of Lucy sales because a lot of the top artists want in and they get in there by trading some of their art. You know, the last there was a sale at 62 ETH. I believe D's bought that, but then also one uh, purchased by OSF, where he spent 77.69 ETH, but also gave a red light district as well as all the drops that had happened until then. So that's probably end you at a pretty similar number to 90. The one in the lower left is the one that Snowfro got, and that one he traded a punk and two unvented squiggles for. One in the lower right for 66.69. As we all know, the one did trade for 15 ETH at Batsu Piumbop, but we're not even going to include that here because that was such kind of an anomaly, uh, an outlier trade. Also in the one-of-one space, this piece Fault by Jack Kaido sold for 10 ETH, the buyer, Azimandias, and really just kind of an interesting piece. Select all the images with lessons. Very cool, kind of grabbing uh, from that image that we all know so well. A lot of Jack Kaido sales have been kind of in that 10 to 20 ETH range. So this was kind of, yeah, you know, at the low end, but still a very strong sale, I'd say, for this market. This piece called Tennis by Luca Boni sold for 3 ETH, the buyer. Dino G. And this was actually a commission piece. Kind of has that Novak Djokovic uh, look combined with the Luca Bonnie look and feel of so much of his art. Uh, here he is saying he had the great opportunity to do a commission for these two buyers. Easily the coolest and sweetest people on this planet. That is a strong statement. Easily the coolest and sweetest people on the entire planet Earth 
thank you for having me as part of your tasty growing collection. Welcome to the fam. And he just has such a consistent look and feel. Uh, the Luca Boni sales, you can see a lot of them here in that two to four ETH range. Very cool work there. And then lastly, there is a Bado project piece, Rearing at Motion, which sold for 8.69 ETH. The buyer, Cyborg Dow. These Bado projects, you know, sales have really kind of been creeping up higher towards that high single dig digits. Love to see that in the bear market. Still seeing great sales by Bado project. That is all from me today. I'll be back tomorrow with another show here in Vermont. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, give us a like. Tell us what you think in the comments. Subscribe to the channel. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.